I'm a strength Ain't nobody man enough to feel the pain And you can be next, you better give respect Cause ain't nobody breaking this redneck Hey everybody, welcome to Inscripted Unlimited. I'm Dan with some two yahoos. How we doing, Doug? Good, how are you? I'm good, and Eric, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, cocksucker. Uh, we're here to talk about the current state of superhero entertainment. So, me and Doug have been on this walk through, uh, super walk through history. We started our first episode last week. And we talked about some old Superman cartoons. We didn't really do an episode oh. to tell people why we're doing that. This is what that is. Right. Uh, yeah, so this is kind of like the epilogue that, because you usually put like the uh, the prologue. It's, it's either prologue or epilogue. Epilogue's the end. Okay. So you do the prologue, <laughs> the prologue or the opening monologue before like you do like the first chapter or whatever. Well, we did the first chapter first because we're, we're stupid. Yeah, I was going to say idiots, but stupid idiots, you know, kind of along the same terminology. We're stupid idiots. Yes. Uh, or at least that's what Chris Jericho would call us. No, you're not. Uh, that's what Chris Jericho would call us when he's not with women in his hotel room. But uh, so because we do things the unconventional way, uh, we're doing this uh, the mo- the opening monologue after chapter one has already been done. Yeah, and this is a big one, but this is kind of just us talking about the current state of superhero entertainment. Because I'll be honest with you, boys, it's not good. Well, yeah, Rock fucked up a lot of it before. Well, there's a lot to lead to where we're here now. We're gonna talk about the two companies, Marvel and DC, and talk about them separately. To really get a bearing on what's going on. Uh, First, we'll talk about Marvel. Now, Marvel in 2008 came out with a little film called Iron Man. Right. After that, everything changed. After that, the MCU was created. And this blockbuster blockbuster franchise, uh, which if you're a comic book fan, the idea of a shared universe and a franchise and... And all this stuff, you know, it's not foreign to you because they've been, you know, a shared continuity in the comics since the 70s for Marvel Uh, and even earlier than that for DC. So, well, DC didn't formally do it till like after Marvel. So, but we've seen all these characters together on the page. Everybody wants to see them on the screen. Right. We've seen it on the screen with cartoons like Justice League Unlimited. And for Marvel, you know, you've had the Marvel superheroes and stuff like that. But we haven't really seen a definitive movie version of, like, the Justice League or the Avengers. Marvel brought us that. For the last 15 years, Marvel has been a cinema darling, while DC has been kind of an ugly duckling at the box office. Yeah, but I think that's also because of the two companies – so DC is owned by Warner Brothers. Yes. Okay. Notorious shit show. Right. Because Warner Brothers, like, Warner Brothers was more famous for, for Looney Tunes. Yeah. And then after that, like, a lot of the movies, like, it's not that Warner Brothers is a bad company. No, Warner Brothers has a lot of hits, too. You can't yeah. forget about that. A lot of 
They had a network for crying out loud, like a, 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 a <clears throat> national or a uh, national television network. Yeah, they did. But and also this year, they have Barbie. Yeah. Which is which one is of the biggest hit. opening. I mean, made over a billion. You know, that's your year in its own right. Disney didn't have a movie that made a billion this year, but Disney also has a tight ship. Disney gave Kevin Feige, this visionary comic book fan who's also been a producer on several different things, the vision, and they let him go through with his ideas of uh, having a shared universe. They started with Iron Man. Now. Because you got to think, around this time, before, to kind of, because we're going to walk through history, we're going to watch all these things eventually. It's going to be a while before we get to the MCU, because we've got so much old cartoons and TV shows and shit like that. But we're, we're eventually going to watch all these. But you had Marvel go to the races after Iron Man. And, by the way, at 2000, DC doesn't give a fuck, because not too long, I think the same year, it's either 2009 or 2010 that The Dark Meg comes out. One of the best superhero movies uh, of all time. That would have been 2008, because The Dark Knight, that was uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, right? Yes. Yeah. So that that definitely was uh, 2008. Yeah. So that's two years we have The Dark Knight, considered one of the best superhero movies of all time for DC. And then you have Iron Man, which launches this whole new universe for Marvel. Right. So both both companies are kind of off the races, but in different ways. You know, DC doesn't really bring anybody else in, whereas Marvel has this whole plan. They do the Phase 1, they do Thor, they do Captain America. You know, they, they do these movies, and then they lead up to uh, Avengers film. And it works, and it's really well, and it makes over a billion, and people love it. And then they keep making more, and they have Phase 2, Phase 3. A lot of people enjoyed the majority of those movies. They like the Ant-Mans and the... Doctor Stranges. And for comic fans who've seen these guys on page thought, we're never going to see a movie about any of these guys but Batman and Spider-Man. So it was lovely for them. Right. Meanwhile, during that time, DC around 2016 was like, dude, we got to catch the fuck up. And then they notoriously, you know, do Batman versus Superman. A lot of people think it's rushed. I love that movie. It's hard for me to talk about DC's failures because I like a lot of the movies. Right. But I do get that majority audiences didn't, and a lot of the times it was Warner Brothers movie, Warner Brothers that came in, and you know, fu- it's hard because with studio control in these things, you kind of need it. Like Marvel, it's worked excellently for having studio control and having a tone across each thing. For DC, they try to stick to the director's vision, but then they still fucking you know put their greedy paws on it, and it kind of fucks shit up. Uh, but we're we're in a state right now where Marvel, after Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, a lot of people will try to say that Marvel lost a beat. Not necessarily true, because you have the hits. Spider-Man No Way Home is an unequivalent hit. That was a huge movie. Yeah. With the multiverse Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire and Garfield coming in. Yeah, I mean, and even before that, too, like Far From Home, when they were in... uh, Yeah, that was right after Infinity War. I don't think that was after Endgame. Yeah, it was after... uh, No, because uh, Tony was already dead. Oh, yeah, so it was after Infinity War. Because that's when uh, Happy Happy Hogan, played by one of the most underrated funny men... John Favreau yes. uh, was kind of just assigned to uh, 
he was just assigned to Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. And so you had a couple hits like that. I thought Black Widow was really good, even though it's... You got to also think we had a worldwide pandemic yeah. in 2019, in the 2020. So that affected a lot of shit. But they've also had... Ant Man in the or Ant Man Quantumania, a lot of people didn't like. Some people didn't like that Doctor Strange movie, Multiverse of Madness. Everybody didn't like uh, this new movie, The Marvels. And you have the movie, The Eternals. Now all of a sudden, Marvel went from batting a hundred. Everything they do, <coughs> they shit gold. To wait, these guys aren't that good, and they're doing a lot of bullshit. And now we're in a current state with Marvel where. You know, people think that it might all fail. You have Jonathan Majors, one of the top actors of this era right now, who did Creed, and he just did the low-key stuff, and he was in uh, Ant-Man, Quantumania, and he was going to be this villain for this next phase called Kang the Conqueror. Well, now Jonathan Majors got in legal trouble, and he's pulled out. He's done. So now they don't have a main villain. Their Thanos is gone for this next phase. Right. So Marvel's in a lot of situations yeah. right now. A lot of people, because DC is fucked. DC might be past the point of the no return, and we'll talk about that too. But Marvel isn't in good condition either. Well, and the, the thing is, is that, like, you have to go back to, like, again, you know, 2008 is when, uh, you know, 2008 is, you know, when Iron Man came out. But also, too, go back to the beginning of the, you know, we forget, you know, who's also part of X-Men, or who's also part of Marvel, and that's X-Men. Which is its own fucking bounty of money. And that's the one thing that could save this new phase. Because Marvel and Disney finally got the rights back from Fox for X-Men. Right. Right. Which is probably one of the reasons why X-Men 97 hasn't hit Disney Plus yet, right? Because they were supposed to hit it last year. Yeah. They, they, I think they've just been... Because another big of the Marvel failures that they might put to this is the TV shows. You've had a couple good ones, like Loki and WandaVision. You've had a lot of mediocrity, like She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. So, and I personally wasn't a huge fan of Moon Knight either. But there's a lot of these shows that, you know, D- Disney put out, assuming streaming's the next big thing, that really just didn't seem to pay off for them. And there's a new report that they spent $250 million on that She-Hulk show. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why they're you know, why they lost quite a bit of money. Yeah. And they're they're going to kind of tighten ship. Like, I don't know if you've read the report or not, but they're thinking and more than likely going to do, you know, what Netflix did. And that's, you know, crack down on, uh, on uh, sharing. Yeah. And crack down on sharing to the point to where, like, if you try to share your account with somebody, I don't know how they, they can legally do this if you're paying for it, but they'll cancel your subscription. Again, I don't know if it's legal. And which one is it? These guys want to make their money, man. Disney Plus. These guys want to make their money. I mean, forget they're owned by ESPN. That's, yeah. Well, no, ESPN's owned by Disney. Oh, yeah, yeah. Disney's the overlord. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, and another thing, too, is that, like, you know, and that's the funny thing. TV shows didn't necessarily ruin stuff like back in the day. But see, now, because nobody really wants to sit down 
and binge watch a show that's going to take you like 15, 20 hours to binge watch. Yeah, it's not the same as – and during the pandemic, that was a huge thing, and that's why it made sense for streaming. Now that's kind of over. People want to go outside again. Well, and that's the thing. That's what killed a lot of things. Like uh, like a lot of things uh, were at their height during the pandemic. I mean, you know, we're, we're toy dealers. Oh. Everybody was buying toys during the pandemic because you basically had to – because a lot of people couldn't go back to work – yeah. Uh, so they had to sit at home and they had to sell their stuff. And if you were a vintage toy seller, it was easy for you to, to do because you were making a lot of money. And people were getting a lot of money from uh, their stimulus checks. Yeah. That's how people were able to. Well, we got to... into the game a little late. Well, yeah, we no, got we... into the game a little late because we saw it look cool. And. Uh, we thought that, you know, we could, you know, that we could make it work. Now, guys are still, people are still making money of vintage toys and all yeah. that. But the thing is, is that like an app like Whatnot and all that, which was on fire at first, isn't necessarily on fire anymore because people want to buy stuff for cheap. Uh, people are really showing their stingy side. And that's the thing too. What like, not died down? Huh? What not died down? Yeah, I I don't think anybody's making money on whatnot anymore. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I don't remember when we we were thinking about doing that. Yeah, because uh, I felt like I was being screwed by eBay, but then I realized it wasn't eBay; it was my business partner. But uh, sorry. Um, but anyway, I digress, but to your point though, like everything, everything technically died down during the pandemic, including, you know, people binge, binge watching TV shows. Yeah. Uh, so Marvel, even though it was a Titan of the last 15 years and it kind of ran superhero cinema with these huge franchise movies, Guardians of the Galaxy with James Gunn and the Avengers saga, little movies like Ant-Man, every movie these guys were putting out was fucking gold and people loved it. So now to see kind of the Titans fall and the Marvels bomb and they're in this position to where they're stuck with these Disney Plus shows. They're stuck with all this continuity because MCU, you kind of have to watch everything to understand. Now you're in like 50 projects deep. It's a lot to understand. Right. I, I remember back in back in the day, uh, there was this girl that I was kind of interested in. She was into like superheroes and all that. I remember. And uh, we were talking, again, this was back 10, 10 12 years ago. And her and I were talking, and she's like, have you seen the Avengers movie yet? I said, no, but I want to see it soon. She goes, all right, well, are you caught up? I looked at her and said, what the hell are you talking about, caught up? <laughs> she goes, you have to be caught up. On what? She goes, have you seen the first Iron Man? I said, no, I have not. Have you seen uh, Incredible Hulk? Have you seen uh, Captain America? And I think I did, or... Or Captain America, have you seen Thor? And I think I had just watched Thor with you. Yeah, I remember. Didn't we watch it to get caught up for her? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Uh, 
But uh, so we we watched that, and then like watched a couple other movies, or and then I ended up watching a couple of the movies with her. But she's like, "Yeah, you can't see Avengers till you're caught up." And I'm like, "This is the most stupid fucking thing." <laughs> Like, you should just go to the movies to see a movie. Like, I saw, again, recollection, uh, you know, talking about movie trilogies, I saw Beverly Hills Cops 3 way before I ever remember seeing Beverly Hills Cops 1 and 2. Well, yeah. And that's the real argument is that, and to me, this is a fact to whereas the best types of uh, entertainment, even the comics. You go in the comics, the best type of comic, the best type of story is a story that you can jump in if it's six issues, 12 issues, read it, and you don't need anything else, and you have that standalone story. And if you have the extra information, that you're a little more in on the gimmick, and, and you have a little more than everybody else, but you don't need it. That's the best kind of stories. But there is a lot, uh, even in comics, where you got to read this, this, and this to understand this. And that's superheroes, and that and we all knew that going into a superhero universe that it would be like that. But now, when you get so deep and so successful, and so much every movie means something, you have it where you have to do a fucking like two week marathon just to watch the new movie, which it's not really a bad thing, but it's also it it gives I think it adds to that what's going on right now in that superhero fatigue. Because and also too. You know, we talk about how Marvel was on fire at one point because you had your basics. You had Iron Man. You had, uh, I guess you could kind of say Spider-Man, although the Spider-Man character has changed like three or four times. Yeah, but Spider-Man, all those movies have been successful. You even look at a Black Panther, billion dollars. Captain Marvel, billion dollars. Right. And then, like, but like you have, you know, your main members of the Avengers, which is... Uh, Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, uh, Thor, and then obviously uh, Black Widow and and Hawkeye. Okay. Now, obviously, the four people that actually mean something <laughs> on that franchise. Spoiler alert: none of them is Hawkeye. Uh, <laughs> I like Hawkeye, but I understand. Yeah. Black Widow really doesn't mean much, although she did get a movie. And it was actually pretty good. Okay. But, like, those four, when the the directors of the movie start thinking, oh, we got to start killing these characters. Like, you fucking, you kill off Tony Stark. And And I think Captain America's dead, too, right? Because Falcon took over for him? Yes. So far, Falcon has taken over, too. And... A lot of people will turn to that and turn to Endgame and be like, listen, you guys told one big story. That story is over now. All our favorites that we followed, the Iron Mans, the Caps, the Black Widows even, they're all dead. Oh, she's... Yeah, she died. Even her movie's a... A, a, a prequel, right? A prequel, okay. yeah. She was dead before that. There, she, she died after that. She died in Endgame. So... You have all these characters. Their stories are finished, and now you're like, well, here's the ca- here's Falcon as Captain America. Here's Iron Hearts with a new Iron Man type deal. You know, here's the Spider Man's kind of over, but here's this now, and you know, Black uh, Black Panther has a son. You know, they're trying to do this with everything, 
and it doesn't work. It's hard, and even in comics, it doesn't work. With the next hit, people, no matter what DC does, no matter how many new, exciting, cool heroes and books, and people want to see the bat. Right. Just like in Marvel, fuck you, give me Iron Man. Fuck you, give me Spider Man. They don't care about, and you got to make them care. And Marvel hasn't done a great job of that after Endgame. I don't know if that's a puzzle you can necessarily solve, though. I don't know if that's their fault. It's uh, it's their fault in the sense that they ended the story instead of because you're telling a story of continuity. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, yes, it does need to end. Yeah, and that was 15 years in the making. It ended at the right time. You yeah. started in 2008. You ended it in 2018. That's good. Ten years, a whole story across ten years. But after that, you need to have a little more exciting stuff. Because people think like they failed right out the gate. People liked WandaVision. People liked Loki Season 1. You know, people liked Spider-Man. Yeah, people were like, oh, my God, the Eternals kind of sucks. Or, oh, my God, like, what are we doing here? Or, like, Black Widow is like, doesn't even make sense for continuity. What are we doing? But... They still had some hits. It's not till recently that where it seems like, oh my god, Marvel's really losing a step. And even video games, Spider Man Two just released for Sony, and it was it could be Game of the Year, or might have won Game of the Year. I don't know, but it they, they did really well in that one. It's just with the movies, they're starting to lose their touch a little bit. We'll see if it continues. Now on the other side of things, yeah, the ugly stepchild. Uh, my favorite brand in all of history, but uh. Something that's it's been repeatedly shit on, and that's DC Comics and the DCEU and Warner Brothers and the DC movies. You, there are a million podcasts you can go and listen to, a million YouTube video essays that you can watch that can tell you the history of the DCEU. I'm gonna save my fucking breath, but it was a bit rushed in 2016. I still think everything worked. To me, if you watch Man of Steel. Batman versus Superman and the Snyder Cut, you have a really good trilogy. Yeah. You have a really good base of movies for this universe. Whether you like the tone or not, I like DC and Marvel, but I will always prefer DC. Batman, Superman, to me, even Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, these are the iconic characters that we looked up to as a kid. It wasn't Iron Man. I'm sorry. But that's just my view. Now, DC, while... Like I said earlier, while Marvel was building out this universe, DC had the Dark Knight trilogy. So they said, fuck you and your universe. We're killing it right now. Yeah, because you didn't, because they released a, a Green Lantern movie that bombed. A couple years later, yeah, in 2011. And that was supposed to be the actual start. They were going to start the DCU there, but that bombed. Uh, you know Amanda Waller was in that movie, right? Oh, It wasn't I the forgot. actress. It wasn't the same actress, but... There wasn't Amanda Waller in that movie, and I believe she dies. All right, we got to watch that right now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> now you have Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad were two movies that were box office hits, but got shit on in the public. Well, and, and that's the thing. And what a lot of people don't realize, like some of these movies are – are hits obviously because they do make a lot of money. Yes. But when it is shit on publicly, which a lot of things do get shit on. I mean, you know, look at professional wrestling and how shit on things have been the last twenty four hours. 
but you know it's not going to change anything because uh CBR, you know, clock, cock block rock is, you know, he's getting his way, so he's going to fuck it up. But, you know, there are people that are that are pissed. And they don't like it. But the problem is, is that if it is a financial success, they don't give a fuck if you like it or not. Because you're still going to buy the ticket to watch the thing. Well, exactly. It's totally similar sort of different. If Warner Brothers would have took that approach and said, look, financial success, let Zack stay to his vision. That's not what they did, though. Because, first of all, Suicide Squad isn't the same movie it's supposed to be. And it fucking broke David uh, Ayer's career pretty much. And the guy's still fucking depressed about it at a bar somewhere. And I feel that he's a great great director. And they took his soulful, dramatic, dark Suicide Squad movie, and Deadpool came out, and it was a rated R comedic hit. This wasn't rated R, but it was comedy, and there was jokes and music, and people loved it. And they said, we got to turn this into a comedy. They, they fucking re-edited the movie, threw a bunch of fucking pop songs in there, and a bunch of jokes, and they changed his movie. This was right after Batman vs. Superman. So now you're starting your universe, and the second movie in, you're already fucking editing and chopping and screwing some shit because you think the studio influence is already there. Right. And a lot of people hated that movie for that. They think it's one big music video. And uh, Well, let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think that maybe they should take the approach that CBR and uh, the WWE and TKO are taking, is that, like, if you're going to pay for this, it's your own fucking fault. We're still going to do things, because as long as you're paying, we're putting out what we want to put out. Do you think that, like, DC should have taken that approach? It's like, all right, we made a lot of money for this. Uh, I mean, yes, it's getting shit on, but if it's financially successful, we're going to keep rolling. Well, the hard part was, this is what I think studio influence should be. You have the plan, you have a Feige, you have everything, and you know what you want for your universe, but you have directors come in and they install their own visions. You live with the tones that your directors give you. It's hard with studio influence because DC is felt on both sides of They've influenced way too much with movies like Suicide Squad and kind of ruined it. And then, you know, Justice League and shit like that and shit all over Zack Snyder's vision. Uh, But they've also gave the director everything for like a Patty Jenkins in a Wonder Woman 82 uh, type scenario. And let's be honest, we were kind of high on it when it came out. That movie's a steaming pile of ass. Well, yeah. The funny thing is, is that like when you go into a, uh, a movie... Uh, like if you're seeing it in the theaters or if you're seeing it for the first time because it's being released on yeah. on HBO Max or or Max now because you know we're still in the middle of, we were in the middle of a pandemic at the time and they couldn't release it in theaters yeah because uh, you know you're only allowed to have one person in every 64 seats like it, it when you're first watching it. You really don't like to point out like the critique. You just want to sit there. You want to enjoy the movie. Hundred percent. And then if somebody is like sitting next to you or across from you or, or like in front of you or behind you or whatever, critiquing the movie, you either want to give them the backhand from the side. You want, either want to dump your popcorn in front of uh, your <laughs> dump your popcorn on their head in front of you, 
or let out a fart behind you and gas them out of the theater because they won't shut the fuck up. Yeah. Basically, you want that person to suffer for critiquing something that you are enjoying right then and there. Yeah. But because you just want to sit there and you want to enjoy. Yeah, it. your first time watching something, you want it. Like if you go out on a movie night, if I spend fucking fifty bucks on a movie night for me and a young lady and fucking a hundred bucks on popcorn and candy and Twizzlers and fucking ices, I don't want to hear somebody bitch about it. I want to try to enjoy it, even if it does suck. Yeah, I'm with you. But then you do your second watch, and for us, it's kind of. I crazy. agree with that. We review movie. Uh, we review wrestling. We review movies. We do a lot on this podcast. And, and during the second watch, that's when the flaws start to come out, right? Yeah. And that's where you're getting to, right? It, it, it was. It, that is the point I am. I am making. Okay. Uh, was this show only scheduled for an hour? Or... <laughs> no. Uh, but no, that is the point I'm making because we've seen that, like you said, many times watching wrestling stuff. First time, I, I remember, I think it was a, a pay-per-view that they did in uh, Philadelphia back in 2017. There was a flag match between Cena and Rusev. We didn't think it was that bad. But you have critics who went and they shit on the match, like, right after. They're like, this was a Steven pile of shit. So we go back, we rock, we rewatch it, and it's like, oh, yeah, this kind of did suck. Yeah. But you like to enjoy <laughs> the stuff at first. Yeah. Like, I remember when we saw Shazam! Fury of the Gods... I said that I gave the movie uh, like either six and a half or seven out of ten. Yeah. And you and a uh, associate, a former associate of ours who doesn't really associate with our family anymore because he put his penis in the wrong wood chipper. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, both looked at me and were like, how could you not like that? Uh I am probably going to get in so much trouble when I compare, uh, since I just compared a woman's lady parts to a wood chipper. Uh, but uh, anyway, because I said it was like a six and a half or seven out of ten, and you're just like, how the hell could you not like that? And it's just like there were just a couple parts of the movie. Like it was an enjoyable, it, it was a good family part of the movie. Uh, but like there was, a few things about the movie I did not like right then and there. Yeah. Like, I would have loved to have somehow jumped through the screen like the movie Last Action Hero when the kid has that golden ticket or uh-huh. whatever. I would have loved to have jumped through the screen and then drop a boulder on Lucy Lou and then <laughs> pick the boulder up and take a pee on her. <laughs> All right? Because she annoyed the shit out of me during that movie. Oh, yeah. She was the villain. Right. Uh... But the the thing is, is that you guys didn't want. To, I mean, now I waited till we got out of the theater. I didn't keep shitting on the movie during the movie. I sat there, I watched the movie, yeah. And then afterwards, it would, you know, all you know, all gloves are off. Oh yeah, that's what we talk about. It. Yeah. Now there was another movie we saw when we saw uh, Blue Beetle. Yeah. Right? Another movie that probably did not get a lot of a lot of love. Well, and that let's not jump too far because the DCU has a lot more chinks in the armor and a lot more uh, expect a lot more up and down than Marvel. Well, what I, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's kind of illustrating my you know never ending point is that like saw Blue Beetle. I actually enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was actually the better movie of the DC movies that have come out that year. You thought it was better than Flash? I 
to a point. Uh, to a point. Are you get, uh, is this a walkout? No, I'm just getting a water bottle. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so, but I thought it was like one of the better DC movies of the year. And yes, I would actually, I would give, I would give Flash an 8.5 out of 10. I would say Blue Beetle was a nine for me. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying Flash was, was shit because I actually enjoyed that. Cried at the end of the movie. Yeah, I just watched Flash again today and I, you know, that scene with his mom. He cried himself to sleep, folks. <laughs> I didn't cry. I actually turned on Robert Pattinson's Batman and fell asleep. But I, I agree with you. The second watch is usually when the, the critiques come out. You see lightning coming in here? But uh, for the DCU, I, you go, if you tell me all the MCU, and I know I'm a DC fanboy, so I'm biased, but you take every MCU movie and every DCEU movie, I'm watching most of the DCU movies before I touch the Marvel. I liked a lot of these movies. Batman vs. Superman was fun. Yes, Jesse Eisenberg's a dweeb, but he sucks. The rest of the movie was fun. Seeing my two childhood, uh, you know, icons go at it. Battle one-on-one was fucking awesome. The Snyder Cut's still one of the best things I've ever seen put to screen. But they've had a lot of... Mainly in the front office. Warner Brothers, I think, is a good... Warner Brothers and Disney, for wrestling fans and the marks out there, and Eric and Doug, it's a pretty good... If you want to compare them to anything, you could compare Warner Brothers to WCW, especially because, you know... That is WCW a bit. That was under the Warner. The yeah, well, Warner eventually ended up buying Time, Time Warner ended up eventually buying a Turner Broadcasting, yeah. and that that was part of a merger. Yeah, Warner is kind of WCW, Disney's WWE. Whereas Disney has always had you know a standard, a consistency. Whether they were kind of low, they've always had a consistency, and people have always steadily enjoyed. Whereas WCW or Warner was up and down. You know, uh, but Warner Brothers, a lot of their studio and getting involved and having it be too. And first of all, I won't talk about the Justice League too much stuff, but when you take advantage of a guy's daughter dying and you say, all right, now we're going to bring in the guy that did the Avengers and make this universe work and make some money. That's a truly greedy move. It's moves like that that make fans give up on you. Yeah. Warner Brothers is solely responsible for a lot of the shit that they're in right now. Now you have that that's a huge mistake. Now you have divided your fan base and you have Snyder enthusiasts that only want to see stuff from Snyder and every other DCU movie that you do, even bringing in James Gunn, people are going to hate it cuz they want to fuck Zack Snyder. And you have the fans, you know, that don't like Zack Snyder. And so if you have Ben Affleck in it, if Cavill's a part of it, they're not going to go see it. You have divided your fan base. That's the lead, that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, is divide your fan base. They've done it. Well, and also to, here, here's another thing, and you gotta, and I'm gonna use a different like sports reference. Yeah. Okay. It's like a uh, a sports team that brings in like whole new management. So if you sell a sports team to to somebody else, and it's like holds it, and you have this new regime who is uh, comes in, and you uh, so like new ownership, and you have a uh, uh, head coach and the coaching staff and the players that are all under, you know, the umbrella of the old ownership who yeah. were brought in by the new owner. 
and they have, and even if they've had like an okay season, so say they went like they maybe did like a ten and seven or a nine and eight the year before, one bad year under under new ownership, and new ownership's going to be like, all right, we're going to bring in our people. Exactly. And it's kind of like WCW in the early 90s to where Warner Brothers had like six or seven regime changes. Yeah. <laughs> They've had so many fucking regime changes, it's not even crazy. And then the Discovery merger and all this, yeah. and now Zaslav's in charge, and now James Gunn's in. The, Warner Brothers has had a shit ton of regime, yeah. regime. regime changes. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is that like, and you have, again, another sports reference, uh, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, David Tepin. Uh He's been around for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, brings in new head coach this year. He comes, you know, the uh, new coaching staff wanted uh, C.J. Stroud as their quarterback. That's who they wanted to draft. Owner said, no, I want this guy. I want Bryce Young. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, all right, it's stupid. C.J. Stroud's a better pick. Well, we have the number one pick. We're getting Bryce Young on the owner. Fuck you. They do it. Panthers suck this year. Uh, Ten games in, head coach and everybody that the head coach brought in, like two other assistant coaches or whatever, get fired about 10, 11 games in. And yep. they asked the owner, they said, why didn't you give uh, – why weren't you patient with Frank? Well, I'm a very patient man, but it's like, no, you're not. And I think like that – uh, how it equates to like you know the DC and all that is that like it takes one or two bad movies for there to be a regime change. Yeah, uh, they do it quick. That ultimate point, and, and you actually got to something good here. Huh? That that's everybody. right after Batman versus Superman. That's what you're saying. That's them. Okay, let's go in and pick apart Suicide Squad. Because we had one movie, even though it made $850 million fucking dollars, people are bitching about it. People don't like that they both said the, the Martha line and shit like that, and they don't like the Superman's dead already. People are bitching about it. Let's Blame switch Lois it. Lane, not the movie. <laughs> Regardless, then they switch everything. So th- that is basically what that is. They tried to fucking pick or do a re- regime change, or switch after every movie. They never gave it time to breathe. It was always rushed, and it was always picking everything apart. Now, a couple of the other issues you had. you With Henry Cavill, you have a dedicated fan base that like him as Superman. Even though everybody shit on him during Man of Steel and BVS. Even though everybody shit on him for that, people love the guy. So when you come out... You have The Rock, and I, we've talked about this enough, and you've had The Rock. I know you universally blame The Rock. I blame The Rock a little bit, but I blame Warner Brothers because... Well, they, Rock's got more evidence against him because he's fucking up more stuff. But, and Warner Brothers, I would heavily disagree with you. I think there's... No, I, I'm talking about Universal now. Yeah, but Warner Brothers, I think, has still fucked more stuff up as a business than The Rock has. But... uh Give it to March or April. But uh, they're still going to sell out 100,000 tickets, so I think they'll be okay. Uh, actually, give it to May because, you know, that's when the football league's going to flop. Yeah. But The Rock 
came in as Black Adam. He's been signed on to do this thing since 2007. Black Adam is a Shazam villain that, in my eyes, have always should just be the villain for a Shazam movie. Yeah, but he didn't want that. He, he didn't wanted... want that. He wanted him to be his own character. And he has been his own character in the comics, and he's had some cool shit. So he wanted to ha- him have his own movie and him control everything and him play a comic book character but just be The Rock and not have any of Black Adam's actual features and personality. And just be the rock in a black Adam suit. And that's what he did. And then he had Superman at the end say, we have to talk. And you build this hype for a fight between black Adam and Superman. That might not even make sense in a movie. Now you have fans. And then Warner Brothers says, yeah, Henry, go ahead. Announce that you're coming back. He announces it. And then a week later, oh, no, James Gunn and Peter Safran has been uh, signed on to head this new universe. And by the way, Cavill, go fuck yourself. We're getting a new Superman. That 24 hours, or that that 42, however long all those things took, it was like a week. I remember looking at it every day and being like, Doug, what the fuck's going on? That was the final cherry on top of losing your dedicated audience and losing people. You already have lost a casual audience with divisive movies because you have movies that are love or hate them. Marvel has a standard to where you can go out going, man, that was pretty good. A DC, you either walk out of a movie going, that was dog shit, and they betrayed the characters, or this is the greatest thing of all time. <clears throat> now, so you've divided, you've lost the casual audience this way. Now you've lost your diehards because you fucked this guy over. And this guy seems like a sweetheart and a, and a nerd at heart for being a jack. Now, now here's my question. Yeah. Now, was this James Gunn and Peter Safran's way of saying, all right, we don't think Henry Cavill's a good Superman, or was this basically just telling The Rock to go fuck himself because Rock thought he was going to start being in charge? I think it might have been half that, but I think pretty much the big thing was we need to restart. Yeah. If I mean, we do these half-assed things and have Ben Affleck show up in every movie and do this isn't working. We need to fucking stop and totally restart. We'll keep Blue Beetle and that's it, which I think is a good move. That kid's a good hero. That, it, I mean, yeah, because like I said, that, was, that, a good that was a really good movie. and. Ezra Miller's a really good flash. The only problem is he is an idiot. Yeah, you can't choke women on camera. Yeah. But uh, you can't do the shit that Ezra was doing. I thought I loved the flash, and but nobody went to see that movie because Ezra was problematic and they didn't know what to do. That one isn't so much Warner Brothers as they were in a shit situation, but. Yeah, and, and think of like the, the movie that they, that they canceled, that they had released. But it didn't pass a screen test, even though you already made it. So they just turned it into a tax write-off. And it fucked over, you know, because it would have been uh, a career resurgence for Brendan Fraser. Who, yeah, Batgirl. I, I happen uh, He's not playing Batgirl, but he would have been in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I happen to be a huge Brendan Fraser fan from back, uh, or way before George in the Jungle. Back when he was in, uh, you know, when he was in the movie Airheads. Yeah, and he was playing a guy named Firefly who's a pyromaniac. Right. Cool. So it, it would have been a career resurgence for him, but because it couldn't pass screen test with about 10 or 20 virgins, uh, yeah. then, you know, Warner Brothers is just like, all right, well, everything's getting rebooted anyway, so let's just write this off and we can claim it on our taxes. Oh, yeah. Like, they need, like, you know, that company's already bringing in a shit ton of money anyway because they have a lot of revenues. Yeah, but they like you're right. They legit canceled the whole movie that was going to come out. They canceled it. Yeah, which is stupid because a screen test usually is about ten or twenty people. I've actually done a screen. So Sharon and I actually did a screen test before. 
What movie? Uh, in a in a mall. It was. I. It wasn't even like a whole movie. It was like a twenty minute, twenty or thirty minute, like behind the scenes or whatever. Good Burger. Oh. Back years ago, uh, the original Good Burger. We were past. We were uh, Sharon and I did one of our little weekend trips or whatever to a Holiday Inn, and uh, I forgot where the hell we were. There was somewhere in Western New York, and uh, we have walked into a mall, and lady comes up to us and says, would you like to be part of a screen test? I go, what in the world is a screen test? And I'm like 10, 11, maybe 10, 11 years old, whatever it is. And Sharon's like, yeah, we'll do it. So sits us down and said, have you heard of the movie Anaconda? No. So it was either we were going to do the screen test for Anaconda or we were going to do it for the Good Burger. I knew what Good Burger was because I used to watch all that all the time. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm like, I would, good burger, please. Uh-huh. So it's about 20 minutes, 20, 30 minute thing, shows a video on it. And then they start asking you like a bunch of questions. And I'm like, yeah, I can't wait for the movie to come out. Like, you like the new one? Screen test now though, they usually do show the whole movie. Yeah. But this was back in, no, Eric, it's not. The, if it was the new one, it would have been when I was 37, not 11. <laughs> No, I, if you're going to take part in the show, listen to the show as we're doing it. No, I was asking you if you watched it. He was asking you if you watched the new one, Doug. Oh, no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, change asshole. Yeah. No problem, dipshit. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... I am listening. You, you just understood me. Well, therefore, that was that, your that, fault. That Doug. is correct. That is my fault. I apologize uh, for assuming, assuming for assuming something that actually has happened before. But anyway, so, but yeah, no, the screen, but that was a screen test back then. But again, this was in like 1996, 1997. Yeah. Okay, so. Yes, they are a lot different now. Oh, well, yeah, they, they usually show the whole movie. It's like, do you like this movie? Does it suck or would it be good? Yeah. And then, but, yeah, that was like, that was how a, sc- a screen test was done back in the... Screen tests don't fully matter, but it is cool to get people's opinions, too. People thought Black Adam sucked, too. It had the same screen test as Black Girl. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, listen, these movies with Ezra, this year was doomed, and... I like, now, basically, for people that don't know, James Gunn, who made Guardians of the Galaxy, he came over here and made The Suicide, which is the second one that everybody likes. James Gunn is known. And also uh, Peacemaker. And Peacemaker. He created Peacemaker, which is one of the reasons why DC put him in charge. Yeah, because that's the most successful Mac show of all time. So... He comes in, he does a bunch of cool shit. They said, all right, here's the keys to the universe. You and this uh, producer who does a lot of good shit, Peter Safran, are going to run this fucking thing. Good luck. He says, okay. And uh, his plan, he wants to wipe everything. I like James Gunn. I'm excited for this universe. What I don't think is a good idea, a lot of these movies, and we're not going to go over the movies, but a lot of these movies that he put out that we should do, he put them out January, how, whatever day in January last year, right? Yeah. You had four movies this year. 
Yeah. You had Shazam, you had Flash, you had Blue Beetle, and you had Aquaman. Four DC movies, big year. You have just told everybody, including your core audience, that those movies do not matter. That is what you have done. You have told them these movies don't mean – Blue Beetle might stick around, but everything else doesn't mean shit. And uh, we're going to start fresh for Superman in 2025. So now – you you just made people not give a fuck. And every single movie on this list, except Aquaman kind of broke even, did a little better. Everything was a bomb this year. Shazam bombed, Flash bombed, and Blue Beetle, I think, did positive, but it was a bomb. Well, and the reason why is because when you already have the, the creator, and, and this is one thing, and this is actually why I think people in charge should, uh, like, should not really talk to the press or whatever. Yeah. You have the creator come on here and say we're wiping everything clean. Yeah. So and you're pretty much saying by saying that you're saying these movies coming out do not mean a shit. Yeah. Now the, it's not that they were bad movies, and I, I said I uh, liked all of them, and I understand your critiques on Shazam. I me as a huge fan that lo- I loved everything that and I haven't seen Aquaman yet, but those other three I really enjoyed. Right. I, I kind of like the, uh, you know. I like the first Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, now, I haven't. Uh, we haven't seen uh, the other Aquaman yet, but I'm sure it'll happen because I'm sure it's going to be hitting uh, Max soon. But like those movies, and again, it's not like they were bad movies. But the three movies that we did see of the four, they had like a different aspect to it because they focused more on family yeah okay which was actually a nice touch yeah and a nice change for dc who always seems gritty that's why if you're like i don't like dc movies they're too dark and gritty and it's like it's not really superheroes look at those three movies and those are three genuine genuine loving family films that they're family films yeah. Flash is about, you know, tragedy a little bit, but like especially Shazam and Blue Beetle, that's those are family flicks that makes you fucking stick by your family. And it was good. And and those are not that's not the reputation DC has, but they they were awesome movies. So but you but you have told your audience this shit doesn't matter. Now I like James Gunn and I like being honest and I like that they're like, This is what we're gonna do. But you can't do that if you got shit coming out the pipe already. And that's what they did. And to me, that was the final nail in the coffin. Now nothing succeeded. Now we're going to scrap it. We have this animated thing, Creature Commandos, coming out maybe this year. But we're going to scrap everything, and then we're going to do Superman in 2025. Right, which is kind of weird, too, because you're entering a writer's strike. So, and I'm sure a That's lot over of, now. Well, yeah, uh, that uh, was going into But you knew at that point that a writer's strike was coming. Yeah. Maybe, when yeah. he made the announcement, because I'm pretty sure, because the contracts were usually when you're 90 days out from a from a contract coming up, yeah, uh, that's pretty much a uh, a clear sign. Either like 60 or 90 days, it's pretty much a clear sign that there is going to be a strike. Like I remember, uh, you know, and Eric, you could probably attest to this: two collective bargaining agreements in sports. Uh, NFL one year had a uh, collective bargaining agreement that was up, and the NFLPA had no interest in anything the NFL was offering. So they had already planned. It's a, uh, you know, in January after the Super Bowl's over, 
CBA starts in March. NFLPA is already planning on going on the strike. Yes. Uh, they had already planned on it. They had said, hey, just so you know, in March we're going on strike. It's, you have two months, assholes. Listen to what these fuckers have to say. But no, uh, so maybe that had something to do with it. Uh, you know, it, but you have to take that into effect. Is that like, all right, if there's a writer's strike and then there's going to be an actor's strike, you're going to be, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to get this stuff. You might not have it ready by 2025. No. Is what is what I'm trying to say. I mean, I blame the writer strike and I blame the actor strike for CBR coming back to uh, Cock Block Rock. By the way, coming back to WWE television. Oh, yeah. If you would just find something for that asshole to fucking do, he'd stay away, and Cody Rhodes would get his moment. And... So maybe they should have told Gunn to fuck off, huh? <laughs> maybe they should have just re- we got to risk one brand, either the WWE or fucking DC. Whatever you want, rock the fuck up. But the thing is, is Black Adam did like almost four hundred million. Black Adam was a successful movie. It was successful, but it, not again, enough. It's it's another one of those. It wasn't successful enough for right. the balls that he had. That movie needed a billion for how Rock was. It added. needed a billion because of how much shit it was taking. Because yeah. remember, you and I were in the car. Oh, the yeah, the Rotten Tomatoes is still like twenty percent. Yeah, you and I were in the car. You're reading the reviews because you're looking forward to. This because we had you know big big crew coming out thirty eight percent on round a big crew coming out you know for your birthday and we're all going to be spending time together and all that and you know it's going to be of course your birthday weekend so it makes sense for you to pay for everybody's fucking ticket <laughs> uh, nine fucking people going to a movie your birthday weekend and you're the one shelling out the twenty five thirty bucks for everybody's fucking ticket because nobody can nobody in that group can even pay attention. Because it's so fucking expensive. Uh, bunch of cheap bastards. Uh, but anyway, but like, you know, we're riding in the car. You're getting nervous because you're like, oh, my God, you know, Rotten Tomatoes is shitting all over this. And I've never really been a fan of film. I've been a fan of what I think of a movie. I don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. Uh, yeah, we all know that. Yeah. I, I don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. I, I, I've been told, I get told a lot uh, that I should care about what other people think uh, about certain things and I should care about their opinions, but guess what? I hate those people. Uh, so I don't give a shit. I care about what my opinion is. And if my opinion is that a movie is good, then that's good enough for me. I don't give a fuck what Roger Ebert says. I don't give a fuck what Richard Roper says. Although I think one of one or both of them might actually be dead now, so their opinions really do not matter. I don't give a fuck what uh, the New York Times says. I don't give a fuck what uh, E! Online says or, or any of those fucking movie review shows. If a, if a movie to me is good, it's good. And if it makes money, then it, it, if you have a $50 million budget and you make $585 million. And again, I'm just throwing numbers out there. Pulling them out of my buttocks and I'm throwing them. Uh, so I have toilet paper on it. Uh, but if, it, it's, if it's a $50 million budget and it makes $585 million, to me, that is a success. And that's what it should be treated as. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Not because, oh, I thought it was too campy. I thought the action sucked. Shut the fuck up. Well, right? yeah, but that movie, if you went, and that's another one. In the theaters, I, we were blowing that movie, but then you watch it again, and you think, it is one big, long action scene. The little kid is annoying. Like, there, there is flaws with that movie. Yeah. And it only made, and it made 393, which is good, but you had a 260 million budget. It's not enough. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is that like if well, and again, I was just throwing out the number that I threw out earlier. I didn't mean I know. anything. But again, if it makes if it makes five hundred million dollars from like the budget that it had or whatever, you might not have liked it, but that doesn't mean other people didn't. And you should not let your see. I don't care if people share my opinion or not. No. Because not everybody can be right like me. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right? Or wrong, as the case may be sometimes. Usually. Uh, most of the time. <laughs> Fuck you. I have no comment. Yeah, I wouldn't listen to you anyway. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. Anyway. He's a dick, Eric. Nobody likes him. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I love you. Yeah, but you don't like me. Yeah, I'm one of the nicest person doing it. Doing it all the time. Yeah. Uh, no, but long story short, DC got fucked over by itself. And also by fickle fans, but mostly by itself. Now we're in a state right now to where both companies are looking, and we have this superhero fatigue. Usually every year a superhero movie is the highest grossing. This last year it was Barbie and Oppenheimer, a movie about a nuclear scientist in a courtroom and about a doll. Yeah. Not superhero movies. Two very different movies, and they both broke a billion. These movies are – movie goings are changing. It's another – it's not just what the companies have done. It's that there's been a hundred of these fucking things. Yes, cats take a shit. Focus on the show. These <laughs> – let the cat use the litter box in peace. I, I, I thought for a minute she was trying to eat her own poop. But. Oh, that's disgusting. Hopefully she gives you a kiss. Well, later. she hasn't been fed yet. Yeah, she has. Oh, she has? Yeah, I fed her at three. Oh, okay. But, uh, but, uh, you piece of shit. But, uh, what was I saying? Why'd you fuck that up? Why'd you have to do that? But, uh... No, a lot of the thing is that there's 50 of these fucking movies and that we've seen, especially if you're going to do an origin story about a new hero, I've seen the new hero go through his shit fucking 50 times. Well, so, there's no original ideas anymore. That's another one. And even comics, usually most comics and superhero stuff is a play on something else, a spy movie. You know, it's usually a play on something. It's an homage. So now you don't really... Not that there isn't original ideas to be had. There's a lot of original comic ideas you can still make into movies. But we've seen 50 of these movies. So when people take a Blue Beetle that could really be a Phase 1 Marvel movie, it's hard for them to get into it once they've seen these multiverse and fucking 52 Spider-Man. We, people have been conditioned and seen so many of these movies, maybe they don't give a fuck anymore. So with a break in 2024 and not a lot coming out, I don't think DC has anything. I don't know what Marvel has. But maybe in 2025 when Superman comes out and we start hitting the ground running, maybe superhero fatigue will be gone. I don't know. I mean, it, it might be because, again, like you said, like you, you're kind of taking a break. Yeah. And like taking a like breaks are good because like 
And here's the funny thing, and I'm going to use another, you know, another comparison. Uh, in 1999, a lot of really good and some maybe not so good sitcoms ended. Uh, Home Improvement ended. Uh, NBC had a few shows that ended that year. I think CBS had a couple shows that ended that year. And they were just like, and it was, it, there was a lot of fatigue to the point to where like in 99, in the fall of 99, not a lot of new sitcoms debuted. And like there, there was a lot of fatigue because there was always a lot of like really good television on as far as like TV sitcoms. But then the art form started to die. Yes. All right. Now it kind of made a comeback in like the, you know, early 2000s and mid 2000s. Uh, well, thanks to CBS, uh, and ABC a little bit. NBC sitcoms have always been shit, unless you're a fan of Superstore. Uh, Which I am. Yeah, because it's a good show. Everything else that they've batted has not... Yeah, and there's a lot of... And here's the thing. Does Nightcore count? Well, Nightcore counts now because it is a successful... But again, that's not an original idea. And is it really successful right now? I, well, it's got a second season. Okay, so successful enough. But uh, you had this thing where, and listen, the superhero movies are still going to come out. Todd McFarlane's still working on Spawn. DC and Marvel are still going to make movies. You still get Western movies, and that's a huge genre that died. Yeah. You still get spy movies. You know, you still, these genre movies that were the most successful thing in their time period. The superhero, that might have passed now. You'll still get them, I think. But... Maybe it's good that we don't get four in a year from each company, eight total. Maybe it's good that we have a little bit of a break. Because when you see, and me, I can eat all this shit up. But for the casual audience, maybe it's a little better to kind of slow burn. Because think about how much material we had before The Dark Knight. Not a lot. There was like yeah. once a year, maybe. Once every couple of years. Then you have The Dark Knight. And I do consider myself casual, so I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you're a casual. You get it. I'm a diehard fan. I'll go see each and every one. If they make a a fucking Bobo the Chimp movie based on uh, Detective Chimp, who's he's a monkey that fucking solves crimes. If they did a movie on him, I'd go see it. A lot of people would say, hey, that's fucking stupid. And, right. you know, good for that. And I, I understand. But these movies, for the casual audience, there's been so many of them to varying degrees of success. Maybe you've just kind of lost people a little bit. Now, I think you can get back, and that's why we're doing – and that leads to our show and what we're doing here with the Super Walk Through History and watch every superhero piece of entertainment besides comics that has never been released. Not radio either, but TV show, animation, and movie because we're going to see all the history and everything that's ever been produced to where – how we got to where we are now pretty much. Yeah. And here's another thing, you know, you talk about fatigue, right? Mm -hmm. Ninja Turtles is another one. 1990, you know, they had the successful original series. 1990, the first movie comes out, it's successful. So in 1991, they released right away, either 91 or 92, uh, they released um, the second one, Secret of the Ooze. Yeah. Successful. So in 93, it released uh, 
Turtles in Time, which is the third one where they go back to Japan. Bombed. Almost killed the franchise. Because then if you, like, notice after that, even though the series is still, like, running strong because it, it had, like, ten seasons. Yeah. The quality of the episodes of the cartoon went to hell. Uh-huh. All right? Then you do a Next Mutation, which is a live-action series, that fucking sucked. Yep. All right? Last 10 or last maybe five, six episodes. or, maybe, or Well, no, they did like a whole season of it. All right? But a lot of those episodes didn't make air. Yeah. They did not do another Ninja Turtle thing for five years. Exactly. But we've also been here before and came back. Look at Batman. Look at the Batman franchise. Batman 89. You were born that year, right? I was born in 86. Okay. So you were three. 86. Batman 89. Huge. Yeah. Fucking huge. Yeah. Then you had Batman Returns. Not as huge, but still, you know, made some money. Batman. I actually, I actually had a Batman Returns like book. Because back in the day when they used to have, uh, you know, the book fairs for the schools and all that, they would release, like Scholastic would release, like, books based on, like, movies. But they used to be, like... 30 to 60 page books. They were never really like novels or anything like that, but they were based solely on the movie. That's, and that's the thing. We got to that point and then Batman forever was another success, but then you had Batman and Robin, which was a franchise killer. But then, and Batman, you don't do another movie for how many years till like 2005 with begins, but then you get to dark Knight, And this is my point. It takes one movie to win the favor back. It takes one, and even though the DCU has had those, Wonder Woman, amazing movie that everybody loved. Aquaman made over a billion. They had these hits, but it takes one movie to get you back in favor. If James Gunn can connect with Superman Legacy and it's the best thing anybody's ever seen. And it's got to be Superman Legacy. It can't be two or three movies down the road. It's got to be this. If Superman Legacy bombs and it doesn't do well with critics, I think Gunn gets fired and we don't see DC movies. (laughs) And Rock comes back. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's just my personal opinion. I think that movie has to be successful. Warner but, Brothers Discovery and TKO merge. <laughs> but if that doesn't happen, they might be screwed. But it takes one movie. If you can hit with one, it, like you th- look at Batman and Robin and how it destroyed a franchise, and then you go, you fast forward and you go to Dark Knight, <sighs> and it changes the game, and DC's back in amazing favor. That could happen. And it can happen again, but it it's going to take some time. I think it's going to take people with dealing without superheroes for a bit, and then you hit them back with that, and you know you hit the ground running. But we're in a state to where superhero fatigue is a thing, and also, you know, studio interference, and uh, you know, even actors just getting old. You know, you have all these things, this continuity work. Can you have a Marvel universe that spans fucking 30 years of film like you did, like you have had for comics? Can you do all this? Uh, the questions are kind of being answered, and they're going to continue to be answered. But while we do that, we're also going to do our walk through history, and we're going to see how we got here. Yeah, and, and that's going to be that's going to be the fun part about it is because, like, you're going to go back. You know, last week we went back to the 40s. Yes. You know, back to when mom was a teenager. And uh, next week we're going to the 60s with Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Uh, when mom was an old lady. <laughs> but uh, so, see, Eric, I insult everybody on this show. Uh, that's why I have yeah. friends. 
And I'm wearing uh, a Nightwing shirt. We need a Nightwing movie, baby. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about, uh, and I'll say this about Batman, because a lot of the times, too, and you'll see the popularity, I think, of some things. Uh-huh. Uh, the Batman franchise, I go into a lot of toy stores well, most of the time, or I see a lot of claim sales on Facebook or whatever. There's a lot of Batman toys that people have up for sale. Yeah. Now, there's two ways that could be taken is, oh, my God, there's such a popular item that they keep being brought in. Or two, it's we've had these goddamn things on the shelf for a year well, yeah, and you but can't move them. It's always going to be number one, though, for the bat. Yeah. To me, that's the one thing. Even amongst all this shit, you, you hit out the gate not too long after the pandemic with a Robert Pattinson, who not everybody loves, in a Batman movie that's not in your DCU, and it's very successful. Critics love it, and it makes a lot of money. Bat, the Bat, the most surprising thing about The Flash is that it bombed while still having Bat in it. Because usually when you strap the Bat on this something, that's a rocket ship to money. Yeah, and, I, and again, just like Spider for the other side. But Bat always sells. That's why you look at the comics. People are like, why are, why don't more characters featured? Because people buy the Batman. Everybody loves Batman. Well, yeah. Because Superman is not the face of that company, like they try to tell you. Yeah. It is Batman. And no, it's, it's Batman. Yeah, it, it's always going to be Batman. Uh, and again, that's why you see a lot of his stuff. Uh, again, I, I talk about you know going to the toy stores and all that. I used to buy a lot of Batman. We have a lot of Batman figures. Yeah. We As don't we necessarily, like, we have trouble trying to sell them sometimes, but we have. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, and another comparison to, like, I've seen other uh, toys in shops where, like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, these are popular because you see them in every toy store. And somebody came back at me with an argument one time. They're like, well, do you see them sell? It's like, well, I'd buy them. Is it, do you see anybody else buy them? I said, no. Are they usually there the next time you go? the toy store would be like, yeah, he goes, then they're not that popular. They've been sitting on the shelf for two years. Uh, but the thing is, is that obviously there's a high, de- there's a high demand for certain things. Like there's always going to be a high demand for Batman. Well, and I think the case that, and the case for that is that you just have so much fucking shit for Batman. Yeah, like look at any other hero, like even Superman. I'm sure it's like ten to five on products. Batman's just got so much fucking shit out there because he's so successful. So they've made so much shit that yeah, you're gonna have some shit that stocks the shelves because everything is Batman. They have so much Batman shit. Yeah, and uh, you're uh, not gonna find yeah. as much Doctor Fate stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. And, and you know what's funny is that like you know. There's been a lot of redos in history, right? Yes. Toys are the same thing. There's been a lot of redos. I was in FIE today because it's closing. Yeah. So I go into FIE, and I look for uh, – I just look to see if they have any deals, right? Yeah. They remade the Uncanny X-Men figures because I think, like, they were another thing that was remade in 2020. You could get the, the original ones in a vintage toy store for – 10, 15 bucks. Yeah. Today at FYE, the reprint, and again, I'm sure it would have been like a 50% off sale, so I could have if I wanted to, but the reprints in retail stores today go for 40 fucking dollars. That's how much it was at FYE. Now, again, if I would have taken it up to the counter, 
I'm sure I would have gotten a discount or whatever because the store is closing. Uh-huh. But I looked at that and I'm like, oh, it's closing. The original, yeah, the original is like ten or fifteen dollars. Who the fuck is gonna pay for a reissue for forty bucks when you get the original for fifteen? Like you're out of your fucking minds. And the comparison there is that like, okay, uh, if something gets remade, so say like, you know, because I don't think I've ever seen anybody shit on the original Spider-Man, right? The uh, Tobey Maguire? The Tobey Maguire, the first movie. No. Yeah. I enjoyed it myself. Now, I didn't really like the second one or the third one. But I enjoyed that first one. And then they remade it with Andrew Garfield, who I know a lot of people say he kind of killed the franchise. But I liked that that first movie. And I kind of liked the second movie because I really do like Emma Stone. Yeah. Okay? And then you have Tom Holland, who I think has done an awesome job. But a lot of people will prefer the original. Same thing with Batman. The original Batman in the movies was Keaton. Was Keaton. Then you move on to Val Kilmer. Then you move on to George Clooney because Val Kilmer didn't want to ice skate. <laughs> then you move on to Christian Bale. Now it's Pat and then Affleck. Now Pattinson. And I'm kind of cool with that. Just like to me, everybody else and Superman, and I know a lot of things are going to get recasted for DC. I'm fine with Batman and Spider-Man being James Bond-like characters. They have enough stories. You can always do a Batman trilogy with new yeah. shit. Like, we haven't seen Mr. Freeze's story on the big screen. You know what I mean? Like, Schwarzenegger doesn't count. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. a really good Mr. Freeze dark story. We haven't seen a great clay face story. Like, you can still do a Batman trilogy with new actors to this day. Yeah. So, And, uh, well, you talk about, like, using different actors... How many fucking James Bonds have there been over the last 60 years? Well, That's I mean, what I mean. Yeah. Batman and Spider-Man are those two properties like James Bond, where you can have a new guy come in after a trilogy and do his take, and that's fine. Yeah. The rest of the DC characters, I think you need to have a definitive representation. Right. Like uh, James Bond, like uh, Pierce Brosnan did three, two or three James Bond movies until they told him to go fuck himself, and they got Daniel Craig. Okay, so, and it's just like, and James, you know, Pierce Brosnan is a good James Bond. So, it's just, it's one of those, uh, it's just one of those situations to where it's just like, it's a revolving door, but if you can get it to work, you can get it to work. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing, like, with with the Batmans. Like, you know, we talk about how many Batmans there have been, how many Spider-Mans there have been. And, yes, you know, not everybody's happy that Superman had been recast, but Cavill didn't have to come back. Someday somebody can tell The Rock to fuck off. I know. The only thing, and that's why, that that's a hard one to get past. And that's why... Hopefully, people can get over that for Superman Legacy. But if Cavill wasn't such a sweetheart of a guy, I don't think it would mean as much. But Cavill seems like the nicest guy ever and that he really just wants to play Superman. And 
fucking that guy over could be the last cherry on top. Because it's not like, like Brazen, he got his take fully developed on Bond before they got rid of him. Yeah. Like Superman, Cavill Superman still feels like it has something to, to, to go still. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of those takes, like Dan, Daniel Cred, he's got a full, Kevin Connor. no, not Kevin, who's the guy? Uh, who's the most known James Bond? Uh, well, right. I forgot who's doing it now, but that's Craig. But who? Uh, the most known James Bond, I would almost think, would be Sean Connery. That's what I. First. Yeah, Sean Connery was huge. Yeah, but there's a lot of uh, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton. There's a lot of big James Bonds. But also, too, you got to look at it like this. When you're originally offered the part of James Bond or anything, when you're offered a contract, you know, fights, wrestling matches, whatever, they'll sign you to a contract. It's like, okay, you're going to play this character. How many movies are we going to get out of it? Okay, we're going to sign you for a two-picture deal. Yeah. Sign you for two pictures. If they, if they both come out, if they're both successful, we're going to extend you to a third picture. Okay, cool. Sign the dotted line. You do your two pictures. If the second one bonds, or if the first one's good, but the second one bonds, they have the right, because they sign you to two pictures, they have the right to say, all right, go fuck yourself. Yeah. All right? And I think what Cavill was, his contract probably just ended. No, but they wouldn't tell him to announce the shit and everything. He got fucked over. No matter how you want to do that situation, whether it's Rock or Gun's fault, whoever, Cavill did nothing wrong. Cavill had the suit in the closet, and they fucked with this guy and, and kept him waiting and waiting and waiting, and then said, eat a dick. That's not right, no matter how you cut the Well, no, I, I feel like I feel horrible for Henry Cavill. And, yeah, we can all have different people that we blame. I don't think – Especially because it seems like he gave up Witcher for it, too, and that was a successful Netflix show. Yeah, he had a pretty comfy gig, but he liked he gave it up. Superman yeah. because he was made a promise, but unfortunately he was not made the promise by the people that were going to be running the company. Yeah. But the promise had to come from James Gunn and Peter Stafford. Yeah. Either that or, like, somebody should have sent a memo. Yeah, well, if you had Gunn and Stafford for months, and, like, his Gunn said he was writing Superman Legacy for months— Warner Brothers should have done better communication. That was the issue. That, that it wasn't was, communicated enough. Yeah, that's the thing. It's been like, okay, you know, when uh, when uh, CBR goes up to, you know, Warner Brothers and says, Cavill's got to be in this movie. Yeah. Cavill's got to come back. I want it. I demand it. Fuck you. Uh, if you don't do this for me, I'm going to fuck over Cody Rhodes in five years. Yeah. Uh, okay, Dwayne, you get your way. They should have said, oh, yeah, like, we'll do this, but just so you know, Peter Gunn, or Peter Stafford, Peter Stafford and James Gunn may not agree with this decision, because, by the way, we're handing the keys to the castle, the keys to the universe, to them. Yeah. So instead of you bitching at us, you big, overgrown jackass, you need to go talk to them. Yeah. All right? They did not say that. They just gave in to them. Because he had the vice grips tightened in under testicles. Yeah, and then God told him to fuck off. Yeah, 
And then, the way that was all dealt with could be the final stamp on this universe. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that, like, communication is key, which is why I yell at a lot of people all the time for, for bad communication. When I say a lot of people, I mean Eric. Uh, for bad communication, because, to me, communication is how things run smoothly. Yeah, and that doesn't mean you need to follow up 15 times on one thing with somebody. But not everybody gets that balance. But when you go <laughs> now that we're throwing jabs, but uh, no, twenty times. Thank you. But uh, no, I I think that superhero entertainment could make a comeback. And I throw a left hook. There you go. You don't even know how to throw one in real life, but uh, <laughs> but I think that we love you, Dad. It could come back. It could. Uh, and by the way, I was talking about Doug there, Eric, not you, when I talked about throwing the punch, because remember yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, yeah, it could come back. It really could, and I think it will. But we we need some time, and we need some really good movies. And I'm excited for us to go through history, and Eric, if you want to join us, you can too. And uh, next week, we'll be yeah. doing the Marvel superheroes from 1966. There's a six-hour YouTube video on it. So... We're going to pleasure ourselves to that this week. And I don't mean jerk off. I don't know why I said it like that. But we're going to enjoy it. My pants were already... I'll watch some of it. Cool. Just send me the video. I won't watch all six hours, but I'll watch bits and pieces. Go watch 15 minutes. Fall asleep too. It's old animation, too. Uh, you're gonna. A lot of this shit's campy and old, but I want to do everything. So. Yeah. We're gonna, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's some things we have to admit, like we're not doing Superman and the Mole Man for, from the 1950s, and we're not doing the Hanna Barbaria stuff because they won't fucking release it. But we're gonna do what we can, and we're gonna start next week with Marvel superheroes, gentlemen. This has been a great discussion. I think we did kind of get to the Absolutely. bottom of the fruit of what's going on lately. Uh, and, and you know, I enjoyed it. Thank you. And it's fun to thank you, and it was fun to kind of get. Us three is the fun part for this episode because you have me who is very much in this shit, and then you have you, Doug, who's kind of in this shit, and then Eric, who's very casual. So it was fun to kind of get us three together yeah. talking about. And I'm usually getting into shit. So yeah. Uh, but but the thing is, is that like you know, thank God John Horton last night took the reins of last night's episode, so I had enough voice to you know yeah. have my have my opinions because we had originally planned on me doing all the talking last night, blowing out a couple vocal cords. I'm pretty sure there was a, a prayer to the Lord done by you that 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 were to happen. What you blew out your vocal cords? Yeah. Uh, you're like, come on, how about a win? And then. Uh, but, you know, I had some voice saved over so I could throw a couple of cheap shots of CBR. Right. And, uh, but, yeah, this was like, it's one of those things, it could be a spirited discussion because I'm pretty sure everybody has their own opinion on what went wrong with both DC and Marvel. And they do, and trust me, it's, even though, like, it's hard for me not to just suck DC because I'm a DC guy. Yeah. But I love Marvel. I love a lot of those characters. The Fantastic Four, the fact that that's happening soon, I love the Fantastic Four. I like a lot of the X-Men. I'm a Cyclops fan. You know, I love uh, Daredevil's fucking awesome. Uh, the Punisher. The, the, Marvel has so much shit that I think is cool. But 
and also, I want to see my DC superheroes on the big screen, animation, video. I want to see them continue to be successful so I can see a Nightwing thing. So I can see a Mr. Terrific in this new Superman movie. So I can see, you know, a Dr. Fate, you know, like a live, more live action interpretation. Like Pierce Brosnan that did Bond also did Fate. Yeah. And he did a good Fate. I wouldn't mind, even though he died, I'd love to see more Fate. I'd love to see more of uh, fucking Hawk Woman, you know, Hawk Man. Just anybody. The, the, there's so many characters in this universe. John Constantine, Satana. There's so much money on the table for both companies still. Yeah. Even though Marvel shot their load and like they, there's still money on the table for Marvel. There's still a bunch of shit you can do. You know, you still got Carnage. You know, even though they did Carnage a little bit, you could do Carnage better. You still got Doctor Doom. Like both companies have these like brands, and that's the funny thing about brands. And we talk about WWE, and it's kind of the same thing. They have these superheroes and these brands, and you're not just watching for John Cena, or you're not watching for WWE, but you're a Cody fan. You're invested in Cody. You're not just reading DC Comics because you love DC. You're a fucking uh, Superboy fan, you know? You're a John Kent fan. You're a fucking whoever. You're the question, you know, whichever, whoever you like. And that's what I love about this shit. And the fact that comics are still being bought and hopefully there's movies still being made, I'm very grateful for that because I love this shit. And we went in a lot about what's gone wrong, but I love this stuff. And every time a movie comes out, I'll see it. Every time there's an animated thing, I'll watch it. Every time there's a video game, I'm not even a gamer. I'll play it because I, I find this shit awesome, and it's my shit. I'm a fan of it. Well, and that's the thing. Is that like, well, you're a fan of like all sorts of – like I love stuff that's odd, right? Yeah. Uh, stuff that's odd, stuff that's like not that's like for like a niche. And, yeah, but let's not forget yeah. superheroes have always – even though it was the biggest thing in the last 15 years – Superheroes have always been a niche too. Right. That's Think about of, the that's amount of kids that have gotten bullied in school because they like superheroes. Right. Like because they, because like William Gull, uh, we'll mention one that's got no affiliation with Marvel or DC. Wildcats. Yeah. That's a niche. No, they're they bought by DC, but. Oh, they did. Yeah, Wildstorm is under DC now. So, okay. Since so like. But uh, like they used to be like when it's the cartoon was made. Yeah, it was its own thing. Yeah. Wildstorm. Like so they were. You know, they were, they're kind of a niche. Uh, other stuff, like last night, we had a bunch of guys on that probably nobody's ever fucking heard of. Yeah, from a company from the fucking early 90s that wasn't huge, but we loved it. We're fans of it. Yeah, and we, it's fun bringing that shit together and watching and that And by shit. the way, you know, people we had on last night, great people. Yes. Uh, funny as all hell. Uh, I listened to the episode again today, and while Bill... You know, at the beginning of the show going, we're live, and then wondering why nobody's talking during the intro. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Uh, But I love this shit, and I want this shit to keep coming out. I'm excited to walk through history and watch everything that's ever come out, because I have not seen everything. Right. Uh, Neither have I, Tom. And all the old shit and the old animation and cartoons, I know you're going to eat up, so it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, We're going to get out of here, because we've almost gone an hour and a half. Eric, I love you. You're a beautiful yep. soul. Love you. And any insults oh, that Doug uh, gave to you this episode, we don't mean it. No, not at all. <laughs> and Doug, you too, a Doug. great time. What's up, Eric? I love you too, Doug. Yeah. Uh, this was a lot of fun. If uh, I didn't love you, Eric, I'd be in jail right now. And I think this is a great prologue for the show, even though we already did an episode. So 
Everybody, check this out, and then check out our Superman cartoon from last week. Wait, prologue is a word? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm pretty sure epilogue's the ending. I think I'm right on that. Or no, prologue, I don't fucking know. But, uh... That's why I just said monologue. That's definitely not it. That's just what you do all the time. Talking for a long fucking amount of time. But, uh... I, I really enjoyed this, and I'm excited to talk more superhero content. Thank you guys for coming aboard. No problem. All right.